Views and opinions expressed by callers, guests, and hosts do not necessarily reflect those of the Black Talk Radio Network and Black Talk Media Project. Black Talk Radio is new black media for the new millennium. would have had serious consequences for the world financial system but may also have empowered the people of Africa, something black activists say the US wants to avoid at all costs. We're slicing cake. We're slicing cake. We're slicing cake. Say the US wants to avoid at all costs. We're slicing cake. Say the US wants to avoid at all costs. We're slicing Gaddafi didn't give up. In the months leading up to the military intervention, he called on African and Muslim nations to join together to create this new currency that would rival the dollar and euro. They would sell oil and other resources around the world only for gold dinars. It's an idea that would shift the economic balance of the world. Countries' wealth would depend on how much gold they have, not how many dollars they trade. And Libya has 144 tons of gold. Welcome, welcome everyone to Candle Radio Show, brought to you by Black Talk Radio Network. I'm your host, Dave, from L.A., coming to you live from FEMA Region number 6. Today is May the 23rd, 2019. <clears throat> Excuse me. Please bear with me today. Uh, allergies, and I'm just uh, working through that, so just bear with us. But uh, today, uh, Joe, we have a live show for you today. Uh, looking forward to doing that with you all. Don't hesitate. Give me a call at any time, 704-802-5056. 704-802-5056 is the call-in number. And for our live show today, we changed the format of the show. Well, I changed the format of the show. How we're going to do um, how we're going to do the show now? And thanks to uh, Sister Davis, uh, it was a recommendation by S- Sister Davis, which I totally totally agree with. So big up to Brother and Sister Davis. Thank you, uh, Sister Davis. Enjoyed really uh, chatting with you yesterday. And Sister Davis said, you know, Dave, um, why don't you do what's in the news in the last hour of the show, or after you do the topic, do the topic, and then maybe do. Uh, what's in the news so that because the topics are very very important and we want to make sure that you know we get those out and she's absolutely right and I'm I'm definitely going to do that so after we do some of the administrative things in the beginning then what I'm going to do is jump right into what the show is the the topic of the show and then the last hour of the show uh in some of the time we'll do what's in the news okay so I just thought that that was a great, great, great suggestion by Sister Davis, and I really do appreciate that. Um, so that's what we're going to to do, okay? So now, today's show, the actual today's show is going to be for the 23rd, is Thursday, May the 23rd of 2019. Today's show is, let me just pull this up really quickly, uh, we have just very little time before war starts is the, the topic of today's show. We have very little time before war starts. And I'm going to get into that, and I'm not going to blame one side or another because that is not what today's show is going to be about. 
but grasping that 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 this overall engagement of major war is really on the cusp and is and is going to to happen in my opinion <clears throat> and if that be the case if so what's some of the things that we could kind of look for and prepare for just from that standpoint the actual war itself not the reasons for it or or anything else but what some of the challenges that we can expect to be dealing with some of the opportunities some of the temptations some of the obstacles involving that whole scope because I think that is very important that we do that because very few in the media world really focus on that topic and I understand why because they get paid by their sponsors to advocate the overall consumerism that consumes us and I'm not upset about that not moved by that it is a fact it is something that's real it does happen but with that being the case I'm only in control of my response to things and my response is to talk about some of the things that may not be popular some of the things that may not be comfortable some of the things that may not be entertaining some of the things that may not build your build a false sense of security because security is something that needs to be built by every single person and believe me believe me it's laborious it's mentally exhausting it's challenging and it's hard but because of those reasons are the primary reasons why we shouldn't run away from it because running away from it means that it runs us over because it always our fears will always trip us up and whatever it is that we're trying to run from will always run us over so I have a saying never scared always prepared and so that being what we want to do but before we get into today's show we have very little time before war starts I want to just make some administrative announcement Black Talk Radio Network is in dire need of your support financially for every person that listens every person that listens if every person that listens makes a monetary donation Black Talk Radio Network will will be here in the future and that needs to start now so go to www.blacktalkradionetwork.com check out the donation prompt hit it send some financial support to the network and that will be a great appreciate we will be greatly appreciated for that because then we can remain on the air or another way that you can support the network is by being a member in the social media platform known as BTR community black talk radio network BTR community has a social media platform that was put together for you engage in all of your social media activities 
that you would normally engage in or the mainstream ones that is not in your best interest because your identity is being sold. Your information is being gathered. It's being populated. It's being cross-triangulated with other people's information. And it's being harvested and stored. And it's being actively used against you. So instead of doing that, come on over to BTR community where your identity will never be sold, where you can post things about yourself, your business, someone else's business, topics that you think need to have more public awareness. You can do that there. So please do that. Okay? Very, very important. For only $24 a year, become a member that supports this network to keep it on air. So Please, it's not much at all. So, and this is the thing. Just because it's, regardless of what you think about the cost, think of how much we take from Black Talk Radio Network, how much of Black Talk Radio Network's fruit that we're eating. And the consumption of the fruit that we're eating is killing the roots. We have to support the network, please. So that being said, I want to get into today's show. We have very little time before war starts. And at any time, if you'd like to get in on a conversation, and please excuse me as I, for those of you that have allergies, you know how that works. Please excuse me as I battle speaking and trying to get the show with these allergies. So I'm going to have to take momentary breaks in between to, to, to deal with these allergies. Hold on one second, um, and, and let me just do a couple of things before we get into the show. i got to get into the chat room. I thought I did it, and I didn't. So in the chat room now. Okay. So anytime if you'd like to get in on the conversation, don't hesitate. Give us a call. 704-802-5056 is the call in number. We'd love to hear from you. And like I said, as you can tell, I'm walking around. Sorry about that. I just, these allergies, and you know, I never had allergies before. Uh, but this uh, this season really did get me. One second, everyone. Sorry for that dead air, but had no choice. Had to do it. Okay, so we uh, have today's show. What I want to do is that there is a great article that I posted a while ago. And it was the loss of life from World War One to World War Two. What happens if if a third war were to break out? And I got this from Global Research. And I want to go over this with you, and I want you to think about some things. And then uh, we're going to talk about this as the topic of the show. So this was from Global Research. It says, one second.
Paris, the Paris November commemoration of the end of World War One, the end of all the end of all wars, acknowledges that 14 million lives were lost in the course of the Great War, World War One, between 1914 and 1918. Think about that. In a four-year time period, you, the, the time period that someone goes from the ninth grade to the twelfth grade in graduation, in that overall time period, 14 million people were killed during World War One. <clears throat> and I would say that those numbers are probably much, much higher than that. But we'll go with the data that was provided. It's still significant, that four-year period. And I would say that now it's much easier to kill a million people. So imagine a four-year time period in today's world. But let me get back to the article. The largest casualties were accrued by Russia, France, and Germany, Italy, the British Empire, including troops from Canada, Ireland, and the British colonies, and the uh, Austro-Hungary Empire. The largest loss of life was incurred by Russia, 1.7 million killed. France, 1.4 million killed. Germany, 1.7 million killed. Austria-Hungary Empire, the Austro-Hungary Empire, 1.2 million. And we, it says, see the table below. And we go to the table below, it picks out, it gives you the, the number. Oh, I got it right here. It gives you the different numbers. So let me go over a couple of things from the countries that are here. And it says the ally and associated power. The Allied Nations, which had the United States and Russia together, the countries for the Allied Nations were Russia, Britain, British Empire, France, Italy, the United States, Germany, Romania, Serbia, Belgium, Greece, Portugal, and Montenegro. Excuse me. So now, the largest mobilized force was 12 million people. 12 million was from Russia. Killed was 1.7 million. Wounded was 5 million. Prisoners and missing, another 2.5 million. So the missing needed to be added to the 2.5 million, uh, million that was missing you can actually calculate that with the numbers that were killed, and that would give you a number of, would give you 4.3 million people. Total casualties that they're saying for Russia in that four-year time period was 9 million people. Total number for the British Empire was 3 million. The next largest came from France. Total casualties, 6 million. Italy, 2 million. 
the United States, 323,000. The killed in action for the United States was 116,000. Wounded was 200,000. And missing was 4,500. They had one of the smallest, the U.S. had one of the smallest imprint of losses of life during World War One from the nations that were there. I, well, no, uh, actually Japan did. Japan did. Total casualties, uh, uh, 1,200. Okay? Now, this is when Japan was an ally with the U.S. against the German Empire, the allied associate powers with Germany, Germany and Australia, Turkey, <clears throat> and Bulgaria were, were on one side. And of that, there were 11 million mobilized, mobilized troops from Germany. Killed was 1.7. Wounded was 5, uh, 4 million. Prisoners taken was 1.2. Total casualties was 7 million. What's up, Pastor Keith? How you doing? Seven million. Austria had another seven million total casualties. Turkey had 900 short of a million. And Turkey was allied with Germany during the war, World War I. And I don't know, were you hearing the show, Keith, before we came? Okay, so here are some of those numbers. And these numbers, in my opinion, are very, very significant. This was World War I. When you look at those numbers, if you look at the total, Keith, how many people do you think totally, the total number of people that were casualties to World War I, what would you think the number was from the Allied forces and the, and the forces that were allied with Germany? What would you think the number was in a four-year time period from ninth grade to 12th grade, because it was the four years that World War I went on, what do you think the numbers were, Keith? Okay, I heard you on the first part of the show. Okay. So are you talking about the 14, or are you talking about? Yeah, I'm talking about with, with how many casualties in total do you think the number was from World War One, from all from from everyone involved in World War One, from the opposition to those that were fighting Germany, the Allied forces against Germany, and the Germans allies against the Allied forces. Um, what do you think the overall total? Casualty number was 20 million. Good one, Keith. Let me give you one more. Keith said 20 million. What do you think, Keith? And I'm gonna tell you, no, that wasn't it. Now I heard you spit out a number earlier. It was 14 million. Yes. Yes. The 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 the, the number that was supposedly killed was 14 million. But when you look at the total casualties, I take the total casualties as the loss, really. It's 37 million people. 37 and a half million people. Okay, dear friends, they ain't those two numbers. The total casualties. And the total casualties were people that were, were, were killed plus the ones that were wounded, some form. And I actually say that no, those were wounded were actually killed because I'm pretty sure that because of their injuries later on in life, it, it shortened their life. And, and that's really what caused their, their ultimate physical demise, right. was actually being wounded from that overall war, mentally or physically. So I'm counting the casualties 
as those that were actually killed by the war. 37 million. But the but they say it was 14 million that was actually killed during the war at that point at that point in time. But there were also subsequential deaths that happened after the war. So this is why I say you take the, the totality of that. Okay, so now, back to the article. What the, le- <clears throat> what the leaders meeting in Paris failed to address is that the imperial project prevailed. So true. The war propaganda, the war itself prevailed. There was no loser of the war. Everybody, one loser of the war. Germany didn't lose the war. Humanity lost the war. The prevailing agenda of war won. We as the people lost. And that always, the real casualty of war are always the innocent. And that's everyone else that didn't choose to declare war and got into a war, they become the casualties. This is why you'll hear me so often say that under the, the, the format that we have now, the systematic format that we have now, those that control it, create laws they don't have to obey, write laws that they don't have to obey, create debt they don't have to pay, and declare wars that they don't have to fight. And then you can take that a step even farther than that, because there are also the people that are usually insulated after the war. Right, after the war. They, They have no loss, no risk of war at all. There's only what, Keith? There's only only gain that they get, so to speak, from it. But there is a price that they pay. There is a price, in my opinion, but I don't want to get into that. Just so you know, Keith, we, we do this show different. Did you hear me talk about how we're going to do the show now? Okay, cool. I just wanted you to make sure. So I thought that was a great suggestion by Sister Davis. I agree. Okay, so now, here we go, Keith. The U.S. NATO killing machine is considered more advanced. The overall loss during World War II and its aftermath, the so-called post-war era, is significantly larger, not to mention the astronomical amount of money currently allocated by national governments (coughs) to the war economy. There is something called the war economy, and this is what I have to say. That war economy right now is being rapidly expanded as we speak right now. Okay, now when you say war economy, are you talking about the United States or are you talking about what? The global. The global war economy. Okay. And that overall global war economy is expanding because they're preparing for a global war that will be expanded throughout the planet. And Keith, it is really, really, uh, it's really here in a very defined way. And as we go on in this in, in today's show, I have to say this, and I, I'm not blaming one side or another. I'm not saying because of this, this is, that's not what today's show is about. The today's show is really about the fact that we need to really be prepared for what's coming down, and it's really here. I see the expansion of this in ways that I can't talk about, Keith, as you know, on air. And I say that there is a move towards global war. It is a full-on 
sprint to it now. And I've seen a lot of things that substantiate and validate things. And this war is going to be, because of how it's going to be fought, Keith, the numbers of World War One, World War Two, are going to be pale in comparison. Pale in com- that was exactly what I was about to say. It's going to pale in comparison to the numbers that maybe just one country will lose. I'm going to say that again. One country may lose the total number of everyone that was lost in the first world war, just one country will have that overall loss of life. And the number of countries that are going to be in this war is going to be pretty much every single country on the planet is going to be touched by this war. And this is why it's something that we have to extensively know and prepare for, regardless of what our fears are. Our fear is not going to stop this from happening. The only thing that can stop this from happening is our dedication and determination that no, no, we will not participate. But I don't think it won't stop it, Keith, because what I do think is that the only thing that it will do is shorten it or push back the scope and depth of it all. Because the the initial push into it, I think, is beyond stopping now. That should have been done after World War II. After World War II, the only way that you stop work, see, really what we're looking at, Keith, the only thing that we can stop is World War Four. In five. Well, World War Three might stop World War Four. I don't think it will. But I, but I hope people learn enough to stop it. Because the only way we really could have stopped, the only way that World War Three could be stopped, which we're about to go into, we had to stop it at World War Two. World War Two had to stop. What I mean by stop it, I mean the people of the world have, had to have come together and said, wait a minute, we're the losers in this. I didn't pick this fight, and I don't want to be in this environment. So let me get back to the article. You all right, Keith? Here we go. World War II, the loss of life life in the course of the Second World War, from 1939 to 1945. That's a what, Keith? That's a six-year time period. So now you're noticing something. The wars are getting what? Longer and closer to each other. World War One ended in eighteen. By thirty nine, the next World War started. That's pretty darn close. Yeah, but because like- you remember how close it was, Chief, because you was around back. It, it it didn't take long, huh, Chief? But well, that was slightly different. And the reason why that was slightly different because the way that World War One ended, it was just a pulse that was going to force World War Two to come about. And I say that for this reason. I'm glad you said that, Keith, because that's what's going to happen with World War Four. 
World War Four is going to come shortly after World War Three. Because of the if, global powers that are involved as allies. Yes. Because now, as <clears throat> as the settlement of World War Three, the victor now goes the victor what? So the victor goes what? And what are, is what's going World War Four be about? World War Four is going to be about who is going to be the premier global power, and who's going to collect all of the spoils from World War Three. And that time frame that World War once World War Three ends, there's going to be a push in mad war economy push towards World War Four. And then after World War Four, you may get a low in World Wars for maybe 50, 60, 100 years, maybe, as look, before you hit World War Five and World War Six. Now, the only thing is, though, this is my opinion. World War Four might be a much more concentrated war, though. Yeah. It might not involve different countries and stuff. I agree, Keith. Yeah, it, 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 I, I totally and, and if I was to, to, to give my guess, and you're, 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 you were supposed to say, well, who do you think is going to be in World War Four? So since, since you didn't do that, Keith, I'm going to say, who do you think is going to be in World War Four, Keith? I think it's going to be primarily between Russia, China, India, primarily those three. You're right. That's what I see. I mean, not that you're right. I agree with that 100%. Um, and I think that the how it's going to, and, and I think that there's another nation that we didn't add in that, that we have to add in that. Germany, there's a couple other nations, Germany, Britain, and Japan. Yeah, I think that you have to add those <clears throat> into that overall mix. There is going to be, in the prime, in, in the two really, Allies, there will be the allies of this country and the allies of that country in that overall war engagement. And the two primary countries, I think that Russia and China will go to war over the spoils of World War III with their allies attached. And Pakistan and Iran will also be in, in, in that overall mix as well. Uh, and without a doubt, I must say this, Korea, the unified nation unified, yeah. of Korea will be in that overall. And that is, and I think that they're going to be the biggest beneficiary, be the primary beneficiaries of that engagement. <clears throat> well, yeah, and I think I would be more to not put a Korea, because Korea needs to be put up there right at the top. Yes. Right yeah, at the but, top. Yeah, right, Keith. I, I totally, totally agree. So now. We're going on. So here it is. World War II, Keith, and I just gave the years, from 1939 to 1945, was a much larger scale. Sixty million lives, both military and civilians, were lost during World War II, four times those killed in World War I. The largest World War II casualties were incurred by China and the, uh, China and the Soviet Union. 26 million killed in the Soviet Union. Let me say that one more time. 
26 million people were killed in the Soviet Union. That's World War II. That's World War II. China estimates its loss at approximately 20 million deaths. Now, China, because of the population that they have, I don't want it to get distorted with, these, with the numbers, okay? Depopulation is depopulation. Sure. Life is that, life. Right. Depopulation is, a de, is depopulation. When you have pest control, when you're trying to get rid of pests outside of whatever establishment that you have in pest control, your thing is to do what? Kill as many pests as you possibly can. War, world war is human pest control. So it's, we have to look at it that way because it is. So now, look, just, just from World War One to World War Two, just the Soviet Union itself lost more in that war than everyone in the whole World War One. Because it was at 37 million, and I'm counting the casualties as well. They meet the ones that were killed in the war. They meet the casualty rates to the whole war as well. Killing became much more what? Efficient and effective. How much more efficient and effective do you think today's? Tenfold. He said tenfold. I couldn't agree with you more. Tenfold. So it goes on. Ironically, these two victim nations, Russia and China, allies of the U.S. during World War II, which lost a large share of its population during World War II, are now categorized as enemies of, of they say, of America, of the United States, <clears throat> allegedly threatened, threatening the Western world. The Third Reich, Germany and Australia, lost approximately 8 million people during World War II. Japan lost more than 2.5 million people. Poland lost between 5.6 and 5.8 million. These figures include the victims of the Third Reich concentration camps located in Poland, and Yugoslavia lost between 1 million and 1.7 million people. In contrast, during World War II, the U.K. lost 419,000. The U and the U.S. lost 450,000. The immediate aftermath of World War II, peace was not, <clears throat> peace was, excuse me, peace was not never an objective of foreign, of, of U.S. foreign policy. Very true. Peace was never an objective of the U.S. foreign policy. And that can be said since the inception of the overall corporation of the United States Peace was never an objective, and freedom was never its goal. Its goal. And freedom was never its intention. Subjugation has always been. Article goes on. Barely six weeks after the first atomic bomb was dropped in Hiroshima on August the 6th, 1945, while the U.S. and the Soviet Union were allies during that time, during both wars, World War I and World War II, the U.S. and the Soviet Union were allies. So let's take a look at now. If you look at what, what we were talking about, in, in world wars you have allies today that turn into enemies tomorrow. Why? 
because the outcome of the wars starts to show what resources now is going to be up for grabs. Through the instability comes the overall spoils of the war. And guess what they do? They start to fight among themselves for that. Right? Because I lost more. I'm entitled to this. I need to rebuild. I need this. So this is how much I need to do. So I'll take this. Wait, wait, wait. Before you take that, you must be out of your mind. I'm going to need it. And you also have to, there's another factor that starts even before then. And what's the old cliche, enemies make strange fist fellows? Yes. So a lot of times you got two enemies that are already enemies that are coming together because they find that they have a greater enemy that needs to be dealt with at that point in time. Right. So you got a combination, you're going to have a combination of those two things going into this war. Because we ultimately know that China and Russia are not allies. No. But they are now because they have something more urgent that they're really going to need to be taken care of. Yes. Right. Big business has a way of making enemies friendly. So now, article goes on. Barely six weeks after, oh, I read that part. The Pentagon released a secret plan September the 15th of 1945 to bomb to bomb 66 major urban areas of the Soviet Union with ready Keith 204 nuclear bombs wait 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 say that uh, okay I'm gonna go back yeah go back barely six weeks after the first atomic bomb was dropped in Hiroshima on, on August the 6th, 1945, barely six weeks after, while the U.S. and the Soviet Union were allies, the Pentagon released a secret plan on September the 15th of 1945, six weeks later, not even complete six weeks later. And in that overall secret plan, the U.S. planned to bomb 66 major urban areas of the Soviet Union with 204 nuclear bombs. Uh, what the heck? You didn't know about that, huh, Keith? I did not. I know about that. And the Russians found out about that, and that's when they immediately turned. Turned what? They immediately turned to seeing that the U.S. was really the aggravating enemy that they needed to contend with if they wanted to survive. Okay. Because, now, let me just say this, Keith. Hold on. Let's stop. Why was the U.S. thinking about nuking Russia's major cities, urban cities? There's a reason why they picked the urban cities. Higher population, higher body count. Plus, it's a greater uh, demolition of morale. Right. But this was the primary reason. Because what they wanted to get from Russia, they weren't going to nuke. They wanted the Russians' resources out of Siberia, out of its oil reserves, its natural gas reserves, its vast nation. Remember, the United States became exceedingly wealthy when they were able to acquire what state? Keith, you remember? Alaska. Alaska. And the La where did they get Alaska from? Russia. Russia. 
This is how World War III is going to turn into World War IV because it's all cyclical. What happened before comes back to be used and happening again. We're seeing the same propaganda. We're seeing the same. It just has different faces, same boss, new face. The 2012 declassified document confirms that the, that the United States was involved in the planning of genocide against the Soviet Union. Let's cut to the chase. This is what the article said. Let's cut to the chase. How many bombs did the U.S. Air Force require, I mean, excuse me, request of the atomic general when there were maybe one, maybe two bombs worth of fusions material on hand. At a minimum, they wanted 123 identical, identically, they, they liked 466. Just as a, just, this is just a little over a month after bombing Japan, Hiroshima and Nagasaki. So what, what's happening here? The U.S. Air Force wanted to get 466 nuclear devices. And they have the overall summary of here. Here's the actual summary. In summary, it is computed that the United States' requestment for the stock of atomic bombs are as following. Minimum for incapacitation of a 15 first priority target. So they have fir their first, fi first 15 priority targets, they wanted 39. For neutralization, see, this was just an incapacitation. Help me out, Keith. Incapacitation. Yes, yes, that word. Incapacitation. Yes. Just to render them where they can't respond. Incapacitate. Incapacitate, yes. Incapacitate, and, and my allergies is preventing me from actually talking. They wanted 39 nukes. One month after uh, Japan, and they supposedly didn't have the fusion and the material from that. Wow. The Manhattan Project produced a lot of fusion and material. Because remember, after that, during that overall time frame, from winning, from, from winning World War II, who did they get into their overall military? They were Operation per right, yeah. Operation Paperclip, the Germans, who was just short of getting a nuclear device to end the war against the Allies. By less than two weeks. And they would have they would have nuked who would they have nuked? At that time? Yes. Who do you think they would have nuked at that time? Who who are you referring to? Germany. Oh, they're coming over here. No. No, okay, probably uh, uh, Britain. No, they would have nuked. They would have nuked. They would have nuked Britain. Their first target would have been Russia. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Their first target. Their first target would have been Russia. Yeah, because, because really Russia was Russia was the end of Germany more so than anything yes. else. Yes, right, yeah. Russia. Germany, Russia was where Germany went to, to, yeah. to, to, to die as an overall war uh, apparatus. Germany could not overcome Russia. No. Right. Because of its 
terrain well, is bad because why and they have a hard time with Iran today. Sure. Right. He, exactly. So let's go on. And I hope this is I hope this show is beneficial to people. Keith, because it's, it's telling us a lot here. To neut- for neutralization of possible enemy based in the Western Hemisphere, 10 nukes. For strategical isolation of the battlefield, 10 nukes. For a total of 59. Probable effect factors, 48%. Minimum requirements. 59 uh, plus 48 or 123 bombs. This is the nukes. This is from declassified material. That was the minimum. The optimum of what they really wanted for destruction of a total of 66 cities of a strategical importance, 204 bombs. Okay, while you're reading that, I want to point out another word again while you're reading that. Yes. Genocide. Yes. They were looking at doing away with the almost the entire population. If that was the agenda of World War II, what do you think the agenda of World War III is? It hasn't changed. It's genocide. It's just been delayed. And these numbers are going to be astronomical, and we better be prepared for this. Because some people will say, well, I don't need to prepare because from this stuff, from what you said, then I don't even need to hear this because there's no hope. Okay, if you take that approach, that's your choice. But then there's those individuals that I would speak to and that I would align with to say, no matter what, I'm going to fight all the way to the end. That's the only person that I want around me. Now, the end may be, hey, we done reached the road, right? We're not giving up. We just read, you know. And there may be an appropriate time for Keith, I always say this. I always say one bullet for myself at the appropriate time, because I think that there's appropriate measures for that. That's just me. And I'll tell you, if you can imagine some of the instances that people were in during wartime, they know exactly what I mean. Well, even the Germans that were hardcore, hardcore, their upper echelon always carried the cyanide. Yep. So now, so optimization for destruction, for the destruction of 66 cities for strategical importance, 204 bombs. For neutralization of possible enemy bases in Western territories. Now, this is outside of Russia. Now they're talking about the allies and everybody else, so they're going to bomb others as well. 10 nukes. For strategic isolation, another 10 nukes. Wait, wait, wait. Back up and, and make that distinction again. Now, where did that... You said, now this is outside of Russia. Where did you get that? And where did you start? The 204 was just for Russia. Okay. The 10 was for Western nations. Does it name the nation? No. 
But can you guess who those nations were? I don't want to. Wait, 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 you don't want to. Right. They would be for the nations that were, it would be the nations that were their allies as well, the U.S. allies as well. They were going to totally take, try to take over everything. So now, why the heck? And then, yes, Keith. Would they declassify this information? In my opinion, Keith, because they always tell you what they're going to do if you just learn to listen. The problem is. The, the problem is. We're too busy facilitating this and not realizing that this is all. These 204 bombs is not against Russia. Russia don't exist. The people that these actual bombs would have been detonated on, those are real individuals that would have been casualties of this. This is a global war against humanity. And you do it, how do you eat an elephant, Keith? One bite at a time. And you segment and divide that elephant up. And so the numbers were for neutralization of possible enemy bases in Western Hemisphere, 10. For strategical isolation of battlefield, 10 more. Total of 204. Possible effective factor, still 48%. Optimal requirement, 224. Point and then plus 0.48. Or here's the number, Chief. The minimum was 123 bombs. You know what the optimum bomb count was that was going to be used? 466 nukes. Nuclear bombs. Let me tell you, when they say that nuclear bombs will destroy the earth and everything else, see, that's the lie. The planet has been in actual multiple nuclear engagements. It's not the U.S. The U.S. dropping two nuclear devices on Japan isn't the only time that nuclear wars nuclear uh, fusion has been used as a matter of a battlefield. The Earth still wears the scars of major, major, major nuclear battlefields because when a nuke detonates, there is a, there is a aftermath or there is a direct uh, um, consequence and footprint that is left. It's oh. glassing. So are you... It's glassing. Yeah, with this fan. It, it, it glasses the dirt. It, it, it crystallizes the dirt. And it crystallizes it in, in radioactive uh, uh, material that stay radioactive for hundreds of years. Are you referring the to earth, ancient, ancient history? Yes. And the, and the earth still bears those areas and scars. Do you remember the, over, the, the story of uh, Sodom and Gomorrah? And then they, they all turn to, to salt and everything else? Yeah, there's evidences of... Uh, there's your nuclear, one of your nuclear accounts that, that happened. And then there's many that, you know, yeah, India. There's, there's many in China. Yeah, in India. India. Yes. Uh, 
but now you're getting into. But I'm, yeah, I'm not going. Yeah, yeah, I'm not going to get into some stuff. Yeah, and I don't want to get into that. We'll do that later. Then it says conclusion. It is the conclusion that the United States has a, re- a requirement for a minimum M-day stop of 123 atomic bombs and an optimum stock of 466 atomic bombs. Why is this so important? See, the overall, they say that nuclear war will, will end the, 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 the planet and everything else, Right? But what, that's not true. This is why nukes will be used in this next war. And it will be, this is why I classified and I coined that term GNW1, Global Nuclear War 1. It was almost Global Nuclear War 1 during World War 2, right? But it wasn't because they only dropped it on one nation. But at that time, they say that Russia didn't have nuclear weaponry. I would say this, Chief, I bet they did. And guess what stopped the overall bombing, Keith? The U.S. found out that they got nukes too now. Because one of the things about the, the, the Russians is this. They've always been effective, efficient rocket makers. And they were able to take the same data and the same material that they got from the various sources, the same sources that the Germans got the technology to create nuclear fusion. They got that same technology from that, from that as well. And then they were able to put it together. Yeah, that was that. Yeah. conversation we had during this Somewhat, yeah. You, you, have, you don't have to whisper on the radio, <laughs> Keith. So what did you say, Keith? Uh, yes. Ancient knowledge yes. that's been hidden from the world. Yes. And guess what, Keith? The same information that the U.S., the Germans, were able to attri- uh, uh, contrive and get to make nuclear fusion, the same ones that the Germans and the, the U.S. and, the, and the, the Russians were able to get the information from, too. Guess who else is coming to that same information as well? Iran. Iran came into the same information and how to do this and do that by the same means that the Russians the Germans now, and the U.S. was able to do. Okay, so now... And I'm painting a broad picture, and I'm going to encapsulate it, and this will be a term for another show. It was... It was... by extraterrestrial information. Okay. So with that being said, and we talked about... This is this. why they try to keep a secret on life outside of this planet. Sure, and it goes back to what we were saying a little bit ago about the, the, the wars of the of nuclear egg, war. Exactly. And it's alluded to somewhat in the Bible as well. Right. Because it talks about the fallen angels and the Nephilim and stuff like that. Right. So there's, we, you, you get into a whole lot of stuff. Right. But let's 
the Let's book of Enoch. Scoop over some of that stuff. Another, the Sumerian yeah. writings and everything else. Yes. Hey, Dave. Yes, hold on, Sister Davis. Um, one second. Okay. Um, one second. Let me um, let me get um, get this set up. So we got um, uh, go ahead. One second, Sister Davis. Let me let Keith finish, and then I'm gonna go right to you before we go to the break, and then go go to Sister Davis okay. coming out of the break. Um, so I, I want that to to make sure because I don't want to interrupt. Go ahead, Keith. Okay. okay. So we have all that stuff. Well, the masses don't, but we're aware of some of those things. But today we're in the age of information. Right. So. They had all that knowledge back then, a certain select few, which allowed them to boost themselves, gives them a big head start over everybody else at the time. But today, that information, that technology, that, that criteria is being learned. Right. It's just common because, Yeah. Right. So, Keith. you know, we have to look at it from that point of view. Right, Keith. It's commonplace now. Yeah. It's definitely commonplace. And you can Google it. You, you can actually you can actually Google it. The thing is, do you have the materials and the raw materials to be able to do it and everything else? And it ain't hard to do anymore. They just tell you that it is and all this other stuff. That's part of the lie. But what happened, in my opinion, this is my opinion, the same information other countries were starting to get. And then there was a control factor. But what stopped the U.S., because they already had all of this in plan, what stopped the U.S. from en enacting this was what? What would be able to stop the U.S. from doing that at that different time? Self-preservation. They wouldn't be successful. Because the Russians was able to defend themselves. And they let them know, ah, we know that you have this agenda, Here's a little message for you. And it got across. So, listen, everyone, um, we're going to go to Sister Davis when we come out of the break. Scotty, give me uh, two minutes, uh, three minutes in the break, and I'll come right back because <clears throat> I got a, a, you know, this allergies is getting me. Just give me uh, uh, three minutes. You're listening to Tando Radio Show. When we come back out of the break, we'll go to, to our caller, Sister Davis, and then we'll come back to this, and then we'll talk about some things and getting prepared for this. You're listening to Tando Radio Show, brought to you by Black Talk Radio Network. If you'd like to get in on the conversation, give us a call, 704-802-5056. 704-802-5056 is the call-in number. We'll be right back after this quick commercial break. Good job, look. 
Now sit back, relax, and on your head, yeah. You're ready for a trip through the atmosphere. I'm gonna take you for a ride through the twilight zone. I don't need a spaceship, I use my microphone. So hold on tight with all your might, cause I'll be rocking like this for the rest of the night. It's Jalil, y'all, your master rapper. And when I'm on the mic, it's a sheer disaster. Cause MCs crumble when we rumble. Some think I'm soft just because I'm humble. So all you MCs, I hope you're real good listeners. Cause in this battle, I'm taking no prison. I'm slaying MCs right on the spot. Cause I'm the master of the rap, the doctor of the rap. The jack of all trades, the master of one. And the thing I master is called having fun. We got three minutes left to rock this funk. To separate the good stuff from the junk. So get in the groove and feel the sound. And once you're inside, spread yourself around. From the bottom to the top, top to the bottom. Come on, master, get funky while we got it. Start. We used to get together at the dark. Sometimes we rap, sometimes we sing. In the summer of the winter, cause it ain't no thing. And ever since I first came round, side by side, we went throw down. We came here to this here place to serve you all right to your face. Because this jam here is our showstopper. We did more than you could run together. We gotta win the men of the hour. Make the ladies scream and holler. Too hot to drop, too sweet to be sour. I'm gonna set the record straight. And I hope that it is not too late. Put your money on me, I'm your best bet. Come on, one for the trouble, two for the bank, three for the ladies, four for the play, five minutes of fun. This ain't no jump, so pull your bottom off the tree stump. Ladies, real pretty, city to city, but now we're getting down to the nitty gritty. From the bottom to the top, top to the bottom. I'm gonna rock on why I still got them. I'll rap and shower, has style and power, and this is our disco hour. So it's up to me to spread the word about the man that we feel. It's got to be real. I'm crown prince on the wheels of steel. He goes by the name of Grandmaster D. So if it's all right with you, it's all right with me. We're going to rock you people's minds with ease. With some help from the price show, if you please. Whenever you're ready, shout out to Tuned in to the Black Talk Radio Network for podcasts and live program scheduling. Visit us on the web at blacktalkradionetwork.com. Okay, welcome back, everyone, to Tando Radio Show brought to you by Black Talk Radio Network. If you'd like to get in on a conversation anytime, give us a call 704 we got a caller in queue, Sister Davis. I want to go to her um, as we uh, continue the show. Welcome, Sister Davis, to the show, Tando Radio Show today. And thank you so much uh, for our chat yesterday and the suggestion that you made because it's so important that we start to get the topic out first and foremost, especially in, in today's, uh, in, in, in the moment in history that we're in. And so just wanted to say thank you, Sister Davis. Oh, well, thank you uh, for your kind words, Dave, and uh, welcome, Tando family. And, um, yeah, I, I just know that I know you put a lot of concrete time and effort into all your study when you present a topic, and sometimes when we don't get to that topic, I feel like, wow, you know, because I, I know what it's like to have to study like that. But one of the things I wanted to add is that when you were talking about war, I, I uh, over the weekend, my husband and I, we went to the movies to see um, – 
the Keanu Reeves new one, the, the, the third one. But there was a trailer before the movie started about uh, this movie that's called Angel Has Fallen, which is the third of the movies called um, Olympus Has Fallen when um, uh, Morgan Freeman's the president and, it, and the White House is under attack. There was a scene in there that was so that was just so chilling. And when I looked over at my husband, he said, yes, that's the new war. There was a, 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 a scene where these, uh, the president and some of his White House staff were on a fishing expedition in the, in the uh, not necessarily in the ocean, it looked like it was a river somewhere. And over off in the distance, you saw a bird formation, you know, looked like birds. And as it got closer, one of the uh, White House staff said, that's not birds, that's not birds. And here it was a massive attack of drones. I mean, these drones were the size of birds. They looked just like birds till they really came up on them. And they were dropping bombs and people were flying and dying and it was off the chain. And I looked over my husband and that's when he said, that's the new war because these drones were going inside the cabins of some of the um they were so small they were going inside the cabins of some of the uh of, of the fishing boats and i mean bombs were just just dropping and i said to him i said wow if they put heat seeking um you know identify identifiers on those drones i mean it's like all over and he just looked at me like yeah honey yes you're right and if this is the world war, anything that we're talking about, I'm telling you, lights out. Because these drones are no bigger than a bird, than, than literally a seagull. And, uh, I mean, and you could see the formation and, it, you know, the people just, you know, it just looked like a formation of birds coming. So they got right up on them. And I just wanted to add that since you're talking, you know, with, with um about war and we can see how drones are being used to deliver packages and things like that. But I'm telling you, it was chilling. I mean, even as bad as the Keanu movie was, you know, he's an assassin on steroids. But that that little view of that trailer of the movie called Angel Has Fallen, it was it was it was more chilling than anything that Keanu Reeves did. Because if they do that on any cities, countryside, mountaintops, in the middle of the Colorado, uh, uh, anything, it's just off the chain that they have that kind of capability and that's definitely what we're moving to and I just wanted to bring that out to just um, to, to let you know you know that that stuff is visual that stuff is coming that's what we're into that's already it's being done and it's just lights out so we really have to get on board on what's going on how it's going the people involved and I really thank you, Dave, for doing such great research to bring this to the forefront because like, I was watching Good Morning America and that was shows this morning and war is right around the corner. And then the president, you know, the celebrity figurehead talking about, yeah, well, we don't want nobody doing an investigation on me. If you do an investigation on me, I'm shutting everything down. So he did say that. So it could be another government shutdown yep. right around the corner because he sure said it. You know what I mean? It's only words, but with him, it could be action because he said, if y'all keep investigating me, I'm shutting everything down. So I don't know how many people heard that, but my husband and I, we heard it. Yep. So I just wanted to bring that to the yep. forefront, Dave. Yeah, and Sister Davis, so so much. Uh, Chief is like on the edge of his seat. I'm, he's about to do backflips, wanting to chime in. But hold on, Chief, before you chime in. 
and the extent what Sister Davis talked about the, the swarming of drones and everything and how small they can be extremely small. They can be the size of a bee. And, and so Sister Davis is absolutely right, the swarm. Some of the technology of today's warfare is drones, is one part of it. And Sister Davis talks about this, and we had a conversation a little bit about it as well. The other is the weather. It can be the clouds, the formations and the movings of clouds. We're going to see hurricanes that are on land, and this is weaponization. Countries are doing it. And I'm going to get in the news, uh, there was a satellite that India just put up, and it's for weather. They say it's for weather, but they put that satellite up for weather control weaponization, in my opinion. Sister Davis is absolutely right. That today's battlefield is nothing like what has ever been in our time as now. And the, it's so easy. And Everything is going to be used. The appliance in your home can be turned into a weapon against you. And so and, and it's just so many different things. So great, great insight, Sister Davis, and bringing that to us. Um, I didn't know about that movie. Um, I knew a couple of people uh, were telling me to go see that, that uh, what was it, Keanu Breeze? Was it John Wick. John who? Wick. Yeah, some of the John Wick and everything else. And um, So... Yeah, definitely, definitely, you know, it, it is here. And that, that swarm of drones, is, it's, being, it's actually being done now. Russia actually repelled an extensive drone attack against their base. Um, and so, yes, Sister Davis, spot on. And now, I know, Keith, uh, you were about to do backflips, wanting to chime in, and then I had interjected my thing, and it kind of put you back. And I don't know if you forgot because you're not as – uh, adamant anymore about chiming in, but I want you to go ahead and chime in on what Sister Davis said. Well, it actually has to do with uh, the the movie that Sister Davis is talking about. I I saw that too, and it's kind of tripped out. But it also has to do with what which you one? Said. The, uh, the, the one that uh, uh, Angels is falling or something when she's talking about the drone. Okay, but so you uh, saw that trailer. I did. Okay, and then but also in like what you said that they have them about, about the size of bees. Yeah, but to go even farther than that, they have them with AI, right? With artificial intelligence, and they got them with the size of bees that not only can they set them out in mass, right? But they can get they have them to where they can identify individuals themselves and attack that one individual. They also have them with the AIs where they formulate in 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 these divisions to operate among themselves in formations and stuff that goes beyond the intelligence of a man commanding them. Right. Because they're AI. They so they're, they're able to make battlefield assessment and, and readjustment. All of that. Without, yeah. w w without in, in a matter of a decision. So now, you know, you have a second to decide. In the you don't have a second. Right. Because with AI, they automatically communicate among themselves way faster than a man yes. even thinking that he has a second. Yes. You know, yes. It, it's crazy. And, and Mr. Davis is right. Yeah, and, and, you know, the extension of the, the weaponry is, is also psychological. There, there, are, there are diseases that are, are, are going to be used as well. Hey, hey um, can I chime in on, yeah. on something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so from what what I'm hearing is, wait, wait, hold on, Scotty. 
No, Scotty, you can't chime in. What are you talking <laughs> about? Can you chime in? Go ahead, Scotty. Um, from what I'm from what I'm hearing is a bunch of people gonna die, and there's no getting yeah. around that. And so, you know, in terms of uh, uh, why do I have inner peace in the face of all of these threats? Well, it's because I'm prepared to die. Because I know that this isn't the end, that this physical form isn't the end of me and that there's something else. And if there is nothing else, then I won't even exist to be worried about it. So, you know, um, I, I think some things you just can't prepare for. You know, you can try to prepare for nuclear war, but if somebody drop, you know, let's say, because there's enough nukes to destroy the entire world. Okay, mutual yep. destruction is ensured. So, you know, you can, I'm not saying you shouldn't prepare, but there are some things you can't, you can't prepare for. And, but you can prepare, be prepared to die. And I accept that. I accept that. I accept it. I accept it, and and therefore I have peace. I'm at peace. Yep. And, and there there is a, a great measure of there there is a prepare. You know, when my brother made the great great transformation, I was preparing for it, but when it happened, I wasn't ready. And Scotty's absolutely right. You you prepare for, and we talked about that earlier, and I think. Some of the things is everyone's tolerance is quite different. Temperament is different. And the things that I see a lot of destruction is going to be, go back to this original article that we're reading. And I do this. I knew about this. I could have talked about this, but I like to do it from when someone else writes it to you because then people can't say David said this. You, you, you know what I mean? And... and but if you go back to the original article, what was the U.S. targeting? Urban cities. Massive populations. Yep. Because why are the urban cities? If you look at how the overall population grid was put together, it wasn't put together for, the ma- for jobs or anything of that. That was the overall method. The objective was to do what, Keith? To congregate large numbers of people in regional areas so that when you control the masses of people, you already have them sitting as sitting ducks. In a target-rich environment. Let me say that one more time. A target-rich environment. That was the true design for the global major major epicenters because they're target rich. And what they do is they disguise their true intention with falsehoods. Oh, it's about jobs. Oh, it's about this. Oh, it's about that. No, it's about control. Because if I can centralize people to be decentralized, my centralization overshadows their confusion and I feel the situation. I think we got another caller in queue, and I want to go to that caller. Welcome, caller, uh, to Tando Radio Show out of 916 area code. What's your name, where you're calling from, and what is your question or comment? You already know. It's Wes from Oakland. 
Scotty, you hit the you hit the nail right on the head. I don't know if you remember when I called in one time before. I'm sorry, I'm driving right now. Um, I called in one time before, and and Dave, you you made the point that you didn't want me to take it the wrong way about what I was saying. But Scotty just said he just took the words right out. I'm not scared. I'm just because I, I feel like I'm it's death. I'm prepared to die, and I feel confident right. in my soul. So. He hit right. it. He hit it. That's the point I was making the last time I called in. I feel that sense of doing, yeah. like, it's nothing you can do. It's nothing you can do. Yeah. That was the point I yeah. was making. And, and I knew that, yeah, and I knew that that was the point that you, you were making because there is a measure that you need to be prepared for, for different things. Everyone's tolerance is different. And I can't tell you what that, where, where, where that temperature, I can't be that barometer. You can't be that barometer for me because this is what, I'm going to just tell you what I live by. I don't know if it's true is what I believe. And I don't put too much emphasis. I put emphasis on what I believe, but I don't allow my beliefs to overshadow what I know. And this is what I do know, Keith. I didn't ask to come here. So the great creator made it so that I could come here. So the responsibility of my overall eternity is determined by what the great creator has already set forth because I know that the great creator has created things out of love and has given free will and everything else so that it's going to be all right. And I don't believe that I believe in eternity. I don't live by time. Time is something like currency. Man creates time. Man can't create or control eternity. The great creator made and, and created eternity Man can only give you time which doesn't exist. It's like currency. It has its place. It's not real, but it, once you give energy to it, it's real. Keith, what time is it right now? What time do you have? I have 9.19. It's only 9.19 because you said a time. Ask me what time it is. What time? There's no such thing. So when you live by 919, 919 exists. I would say when the time is now. When you live by eternal measures, moments, the moment that you're in is paramount. So very important. What was that, Scotty? Then we're going to go to Brother Dave. I said the time is now. Yeah, the time is now. Ex exactly. The time is now. So let me go to Brother Davis. Well said, my, my brother. And I can't, uh, when I get up to Oakland, uh, I hopefully uh, you and I can, can, can sit down and, and, and talk. And I plan on, we've been planning on doing a lot of stuff, so we, we, but we need to do some stuff. So let me get to Brother Davis uh, because I want to get to Brother Davis. Welcome, Brother Davis. Tando Radio Show, always good to hear the voice of a friend. What say you? Absolutely. It's always good to hear the voice of a friend. I tell you, I heard a very dear friend of mine on the phone earlier this morning. I'll tell you, it's interesting how things go around. But listen, we've been taught to think, but we haven't been taught in the realities of thinking. Now, I'm trying to give you an understanding here, so let me get right to the point. You have two sides of the brain. You have what's called the left side, which is the analytical side, which is what you've been taught and programmed through. Then you have the right side of the brain, which is your creative side of the brain. We are taught to focus on our left side of the brain because 
we live in an analytical world with analytical controls. So what does that mean? That means it analyzes everything to come up with hot code, black, white, that sort of thing. We are now moving to the area of the left, the right side of the brain. We're leaving the left side of the brain. Why are we leaving the left side of the brain? Because the left side of the brain is limited. Why destroy things? Think about that for a minute. Why be so destructive when all you do is place a state of tyranny on those people that see your destruction? Because you induce a program to them that you don't want them to escape from called the fear program. And a lot of people have no idea when it's upon them because of the various ways that it's induced to them. Now let's move to the right side of the brain. Where is your aspect of creativity? Your innate, understand how I said that, your innate ability to imagine. You've always heard me say, I believe I can achieve the impossible. Because I've been training myself to think with the right side of my brain. I know that kind of sounds crazy to y'all. But one of the reasons why I'm pointing this out is because I'm moving through a level of opening areas of my life that I never knew existed. And they're not limited to me. Actually, it's a divine oneness connection with every living aspect of life because it's cosmologically connected. We, and you heard me say the other day, had it not been for the Europeans bringing death into the black civilizations, we would be so far advanced. But death was introduced because in the black civilizations, life was cherished. So therefore, they couldn't conceive of murder. Why? Because they were constantly building for us to move further forward. Now, all civilizations die. It wasn't the original plan, but once man came in, his ego came in, and he could never control his ego. This is why we, regardless of what they put before you, don't think that that's the result because it's not the result. It's just, as I said before, it's just a subjectivity you must go through. When you open the door to the right side of the brain and you imagine yourself limitlessly, there's nothing you cannot do because you are connected with the most powerful energy in the cosmos, and that's life. And understand, every living thing has energy. So therefore, you're not limited in power. I'm working on a the divine oneness, and admittedly, I want to bring this to back to Tando but I don't want to bring it back to Tando in a way that people could not take an exercise 
and work on themselves. Because, see, once these things start to fall in line, the cosmology that is around you is affected because you're tapping into something that you did not realize that you possessed. If the creator created a people first, those people possess all that is necessary to go beyond any circumstance. But they have to be retaught to understand they have the potential. Because if they don't, they're going to stay on the left side of the brain. I just wanted to add that because literally, although every situation looks bleak, I mean, think of the Indians at Little Bighorn when Custer and the boys came in. I mean, that had to look bleak, but yet the civilization of those very same Indians still are alive today. And just as this is all about us right now, I am not by any means looking at this as it's going to be the end of my story, by no means. Because in reality, I believe put in a given situation that will appear to be impossible to the average person would just be something of what I will understand must be dealt with when it comes to me. And when people start really tapping into this and they really start seeing what's called the flow, because, you know, energy, when it moves, it flows. The flow of energy, when it passes an object, it absorbs part of the energy in that object. So therefore, there's a constant flow. What if your mind had the ability to control and direct that flow? But there's a catch. It must be done in a positive way. I think the changes that are coming are actually going to wake up a lot of people. And a lot of people are going to start doing things that are going to be conceived as impossible. But it's only going to be a part of who they are. I just wanted to add that because I don't, I, won't, I don't want you to think for a minute that regardless of what is going on in the subjective realm is where you have to stay because there is an objective realm. And if your object is to see yourself, this is the end, guess what? But if you see yourself as moving through, you do the things that's going to help you move through which I, me and my wife has been demonstrating can be done. It's not easy, but it can be done. And it's getting easier every day because now we're starting to open up the other doors that we didn't realize that we had access to. So when you get to thinking about what's going on in the world, if you subject yourself to it, then you're not going to do nothing about it. Do something about it. I'm going to talk to you more in detail about the divine oneness, Dave, because that's what I was going to call you about last night. But in reality, I'm still growing and understanding just what the potential of a child is with those first steps in this. But I'm seeing such a positive result. I know there is a greater attribute that I'm tapping into that I haven't grown to understand yet, but it'll come. I just wanted to add that, y'all. I appreciate your time. Man, Brother Davis, so much wealth, and, and, and I live by the, the energy, and I look forward to, to that conversation when you're ready to have it. 
um, definitely let's let's do that. And you know, the what, what was said, and this is one of those shows that you would, would love for you to to listen to the podcast over and over again. It helps each and every time because really what happens is that we determine. You know, Keith, I can't. I'm not. In, life is to me is is similar to this. Ninety-nine percent of what happens in life is sometimes is uncontrollable by me, right? Mm-hmm. But to make a hundred, you got to add one percent more, right? That one percent, my reaction is that one percent in response to what happens to me. Right. But my response dictates the next set of events that can start to unfold. So that puts all of the charge and all of the emphasis. This is where 1% is greater than 99. My response in, in how you decide to execute your free will, your free will is, is, a mirror, is a mirror or it emulates the universe itself. The universe itself, the sustaining life force of the universe itself and all of the energy that's there. Energy is life. No energy, no life. So, well said, Brother Davis. And we got to get ready to go to a commercial break. When we come back out of the commercial break, we're going to have a part two of this for sure. Tomorrow is Financial Friday. Great Creator willing, uh, we'll have a Financial Friday part of the sh- uh, show that's going to be s- somewhat tied to this, but not. But it will, it will be somewhat tied to this. But we're going to come back to this. Because this is so, so, because we have to get through this whole thing and then talk about preparing and everything else because everyone should be ready for this stuff because it's coming down the pipe. And I'm saying that it's really, really, really coming down the pipe. And I'm going to share a little something before we go into the news um, as well. So we're going to get ready to go to our, our last commercial break. You're listening to Tando Radio Show. If you'd like to get in on the second, uh, in the last half hour of the show, give us a call, 704-802-5056 is the call in number. We'll be right back after this quick commercial break. You are tuned in to the Black Talk Radio Network. For podcasts and live program scheduling, visit us on the web at blacktalkradionetwork.com. Okay, welcome back, everyone. The Tando Radio Show brought to you by Black Talk Radio Network. And if you'd like to get in on the conversation, we'd love to hear from you. Give us a call, 704-802-5056, is the call-in number. Also, I think one of the things that we have to put in our mind is beyond what you're saying. Uh, we were, that was a pretty bleak picture that we just shared with the drones and everything else. Uh, but I think there's two other and things. And the casualty numbers that. Absolutely. But there's, there's two things that we are, I think we have to put in our mindset as well because it's very easy to get to the point where it's say, well, I don't want to be here. And to tell you the truth, I don't know if I do. But You say that all the time, Keith. I do. No, no, I'm just, no, I'm just letting it in our conversations that you're not just saying that now. You, you said that to me privately on on. Right. A bunch of a bunch of times. Right. So I'm just you know just saying yeah, yeah. this isn't anything new. Uh-huh. What you're saying for me to hear that from from you is, is yes, we're happy. But I, I think there's two things that you you also have to have in your mindset. Number one is 
if you look at anything, it's kind of interesting that you were talking about the numbers of casualties and stuff like that, right? But if you look at anything, there's always a remnant left. There's always going to be survivors of whatever it is that we're talking about, always. You know, uh, I, get, I give an example of, of flies all the time in, in my uh, uh, assessment and arguments and just the way things work. And one of them is I tell people, I say, look, if you take 100 flies and put them in an aquarium and you fill that aquarium, you cover it up, and uh, you pump in fly poison, what will happen? The majority of them will. Well, you said the majority. Mm -hmm. That means there will be survivors. Yes. So even in the most dire situation where there's, you're filled up a room full of poison that we know is poisonous to life, there's still going to be survivors out of that. I think that's one. The yes. other thing is... I think that they all survive. Well, that's what, I, I the, the only thing that the sense. only thing that stopped was their physical existence. Right. right. So everybody's going to survive this. Your physical body may not. But go ahead, Keith. Okay. I didn't so mean it. There's going to be survivors in this. Yeah. Um, you can pretty much bet that the ones that are going to survive are preppers. They prepare for it. But the other thing is that I think is ultimately is important is. And a lot of conversations you hear all the time, well, I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do that. I don't want to do this. I don't want to be involved in that. I tell you now that, you know, well, in war and everything else, what you will find <coughs> is the person that you thought was going to be a big superhero. Don't. Uh, don't. Right. And the little mouse that was timid and everything else. Yeah, and that's so true because we even, and I said this myself, that, that we have some measures of preparation and, 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 and to, to deal with some stuff. Guess what? There's no guarantee. Hold on. Uh -oh, I'm having that moment. Guarantee. Okay, I thought I was going to sneeze. So it's no guarantee that my physical body is going to survive, and I'm cool with that. I'm cool with it. But I know, I know my internal body is going to, 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 to survive. You're right. And one of the things, and that's so, so true, who you think is going to make it, don't. And who you didn't think they had, a, there's going to be some people that is completely unaware, unprepared for this stuff, but because of how fate works, it and has no favor. All right, there's so many variables. Fate has variables, and, and the variables have no favor. And that includes yourself. Even in the worst situation, you could be, exactly, even yourself. And, you know, Keith, um, let me tell you why I talk about some of this stuff. Then I'm going to get to what's inside the news. I talk about preparing and prepping, and most people think it's for the big event, but it's really not. Let me let you in on a little secret. I talk about the mindset of preparing and, and the reasons why you should be prepared is to bring about some mental and physical toughness to everyone to endure. You don't need a major event for you to be prepared. Guess what you got to be prepared for, Keith? Everyday life, every day that you deal with something, every time that you deal, you have to be thinking. You have to put yourself in a position because guess what? The World War III may not start, but your World War III is in full battle, full, full battlefield casualty taking. The, the events of things is not just the global perspective. It's the micro perspective of every single person. 
Everybody's economy is different. Everyone is doing different here, here, and this and that. That's why you, because when you talk about being mentally tough in a key, in an asymmetrical way, not so directly, people get it, and guess what they start to develop? Mental toughness. And they start to, to develop reasons to, okay, this is what I need. They start to come up with objectives and solutions to different problems, and they persevere. And when you start to do that all the time, guess what happens? You become battle-hardened so that if a, 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 a not-so-large crisis happens, you're able to withstand that. And then if a large one happens, you're able to withstand that as well. It's continuing. We have to be re-educated into who we are. And I'm going to say this. Do this. And I live by this and I love this. I was speaking to a friend. The friend said this. Why don't you go somewhere new? Mr. Keith. Mm-hmm. Keith. Friend said to me, why don't you, David, go somewhere new that you've never been before and get lost? Mm-hmm. And then find your way out of it. And this person didn't even know one of some of the... One of the sayings that I live by that's so important is from Miyamoto. Miyamoto said, commit a crime. Allow yourself to be captured. So you'll give yourself the opportunity to escape. Because when you escape, when you're, when you, and he's not saying go out and commit a crime. It's, right. it's, it's what he's saying is do something that you know is going to have some dire consequences for you. Allow the consequences to happen. Allow yourself to go through it so that you can escape it. Because once you escape it, what are you going to realize about yourself? What did Brother David say? You can achieve the unachievable, the so-called impossible. And that is so true. Sure. You know, it all goes back to our old adage. There is no growth. And your comfort zone. None whatsoever. It's stagnation. You become stagnant. You become a. Uh, you become septic. You become ill. So I got to get into what's in the news. Um, so, but if there's someone that wants to, to chime in, definitely do that. But let me get into what's in the news real quick. Some of the articles that is what's in the news. So here we go. First article from what's in the news for today. This comes from RT International. Iran's Supreme Leader promises young Iranians will see the U.S. and Israel crumble. Check out that article. Next article from Sputnik News. Moscow says possible creation of an Arab NATO to counter Iran is a dangerous path. Check out that article. Yeah, they're they're, they're actually formulating. This is a huge... Remember, Keith, I said that this stuff is coming? Here it is. From the Hill. Keith House committee obtained subpoena, subpoenaed Donald Trump, celebrity figurehead Donald Trump's financial documents from two banks. From two banks. Now guess where it's going to lead to? It's going to lead to Deutsche Bank, and Deutsche Bank is going to lead to the Russians. 
This is all a part of the war mechanism. It, believe me, it is. Check out that. Next article from CNBC. Harriet Tubman's $2, I mean, Harriet Tubman's $20 bill no longer coming in 2020. Uh, celebrity figurehead Steve uh, Mnuchin, I call him Mnuchin, Steve Mnuchin, but it's, 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 that's not his name I know, says that redesign is postponed. So they're not going to put Harriet Tubman's uh, portrait on the $20 bill. Come on, man. When Jack, Lou, when Jack Lou said that, come on, man. <clears throat> yeah, right. I believe that. Next article. But well, wait, I think we got someone in queue. In queue. Was that, oh, no, that was just Scotty. Well, uh, that, okay. that, that was me. I was going to say something, but, you know, um, just some of the arguments to put her on this debt currency of saying that, you know, it's acknowledging the diverse, acknowledging the diversity of those who help build, build quote unquote America. Of course, they talking about the United States and, you know, um, I don't feel like that that's a true statement. They were actually fighting against the order of the day. You know what I'm saying? They they were actually fighting against it. And again, uh, obviously, you some people must think that, hey, slavery was abolished. Well, damn, read the Constitution. Yeah. Read yeah, the 13th right. Amendment and look at 2.5 million people being in prison, jail, or some other form of detention. Adults, children, men, women, old, young people, you know, and and so I'm I'm like man, you know, all we they get us sucked in by all of this symbolism, you know, and and, yeah. and I know some some people it's who look like I'm sorry, what was that day? It's celebrityism, yeah, no, go ahead, yeah, sorry, go ahead. symbolism and wanting celebrities and and man, I'm like please, you know, give me a break, and I know some people who look like me. Um, who are referred to as African descendant or black people don't like to hear it. But my truth is, is we help them build this, this corporation that's terrorizing the world. And we have participated in it. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, man, Scotty, real, and real quick to me, and I know a lot of people were, were wanting and, and, and keeping and, and Scotty and the listeners, a lot of people thought that this would have been some form of achievement. You know why they get, they give you this type of stuff? Because it absolutely means nothing. Exactly. Means Harriet nothing. Tubman. Means nothing. Harriet Tubman, you've heard the whole saying would be roll, you know, rolling in their grave, right? Keith, that's the old, right? Harriet Tubman, you're going to put Harriet Tubman on a $20 bill. What is a $20 bill? It tells you what it is. It's a debt note. You're going to put Harriet Tubman's uh, 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 portrait on something that subjugates and enslaves people, known as debt. The greatest form of subjugation known to man is through debt. The wage of every slave is a debt. And you want to put her portrait on there as saying, it, that, come on, man. That's nothing. That's not a distinguished there actually insulting Harriet Tubman because now you won't really understand or get what it is 
that she was against men. So I got to say this. To celebrity figurehead Mnuchin, thank you. Don't insult Harriet Tubman by putting her portrait on what is being used to enslave the masses of people. I don't think, and I didn't know Harriet Tubman, but if I knew, if I knew Harriet Tubman and, and she was sincere as I think she could have been about this overall movement, that wouldn't be an honor to her. It would be an insult. So check out that. Next article from RT International. Remember I said, very important, our eye in the sky. India launches all-weather satellites to control what borders. This article is telling you what this is weather modification. They're they're weaponizing weather. Our eye in the sky. India launches all-weather satellites to control borders. Huge. Next article, Global Times. Chinese foreign minister urges China, Russia, to strengthen the comp- comprehensive strategy coordination. What is their comprehensive static strategy coordination? Prepare for war. Let me just say this real quickly. Let me get, okay, let me finish what's in the news. Next article from, uh, from, from uh, South China Morning Post. The NASDAQ dismisses Bannon's call to bar China from U.S. markets. If you, this is just the start. The NASDAQ will have to do this in the future. This is the war, folks. When you start to attack their economy in the, in the way and the sanctions and everything else, what is China going to do? Preemptively attack militarily. Because this is all a setup. But, okay, what do you mean militarily? Because, again, because I go back it, it, to my it, first scenario. Yeah, and my you, first scenario is they take out the power. Mm-hmm. Right. Money. Is so oh, that's that what they're going to do. Oh, we went out of doubt. Yeah. Right. When you start attacking a country as, as, as large as China is being able to, you got to look at the multitude of that. The, being able to service their economy, guess what it is? It's an act of war. Hey, did you hear, this is related, and, and I feel like this is going to backfire on them because China is so integrated in the U.S. economy. When you hurt China, you hurt, yep. you hurt, you know, U.S. businesses. You hurt the consumers yep. and what have you. Yep. And, and China, I was reading another article where China had, like, um, had been investing in energy projects in, in Alaska and what have you. And again, remember when I said that, you know, allowing China to purchase or any foreign country, not just China, purchase uh, uh, treasury bonds that that's a threat to your national security because you're giving them leverage. You're giving them leverage exactly. over you. And, and and now they're saying that they're not going to, uh, uh, they're going to pull back their, uh, I think it was like a $200 billion uh, investment in an energy project. And they was now saying, well, we, no, I know what it was. They were saying that they buy over $200 billion worth of natural gas and, and, and oil from the United States. And they was going to stop. Yep, Scott, it is so true. And this is 
the demise, the slow walk to destruction. Slow walk to destruction. Yep. Next article from um, Reuters. U.S. Navy sends two ships through the straight, I'm excuse me, through the, uh, oh, my goodness, through the strategic Taiwan Strait. U.S. Navy sends two ships through the strategic Taiwan Strait. U.S. military said to send two Navy ships through the Taiwanese Strait on Wednesday, yesterday. It's going to expand. Very important article right here from oilprice.com. Russia aims to export African energy. Of course. Say that again. Russia aims to export, exploit, excuse me, exploit African energy. I'm sorry, exploit African energy. Of course. Meaning what? The, the, everyone, I'm telling you, the, the real goal of World War Three and Four, the real, uh, uh, the real treasure is going to be continental, African continental influence. Once again, that's where it's going to be. Now, I don't understand. I'm, I'm like Keith, though. The words that some of these writers use, they may have an agenda. Now, he chose the word oh, exploitation, which has a negative connotation. But if you're, if you're entering into a mutual agreement to purchase energy from party A, Africa, oh, how's that exploitation? It's exploitation yeah. if it's not a fair exchange, you know. Africa, right. the African nations, and like we had to stop talking about Africa like it's one nation. But, you know, if the individual African nations enter into agreement, it's on them to ensure that they're not being exploited and that they're getting, you know, a, 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 a fair exchange in that exchange. So I, I you know, yeah. I, I just try to be cognizant of the words that people use. Yeah. And and that article I, I because of the time <coughs> we'll try to get into that because this is all a part of the whole war thing and, and, and I'll bring that up when we continue part three of this. Well this let, let me just say happening. say this, Dave. I think and this is just my, my opinion, I, I think that you know, we're doing a disservice to our audience if we just share headlines and, and we don't get into the meat of the article. Because a lot of headlines is deceptive. You know what I'm saying? And we yes, may yes, have a different, a different take on what the article is, is saying. Yeah, it, it, you're definitely right. So let me just read the subtitle. The subtitle is African <clears throat> Economic Potential is Enormous. The continent continues... Contain significant minerals and energies deposit, a young and growing population, and an underdeveloped energy se- uh, sector desperately in need of investment. Approximately 640 million people, or two thirds of the entire population, don't have ex- uh, access to electricity. And so, when I when I further expand into this war. This, this article was critical to, to that because we're going to take a look at that completely because it is, um, like Scotty said, it, what are the deals that are being made? They could be good deals that's beneficial to the government, but it exploits the people. Um, it could be something the opposite, where it's, it, it, do, it doesn't exploit the people and it's beneficial to them. There's many, many variables, but we all know that Africa is always the continent of Africa 
And all of the countries within that, with the mass, vast resources that they have, has always been the crown jewel of control globally because of the energy and the resources, the intrinsic resource that they have. So we'll definitely get into it. And, Scotty, you're right, you know, though, uh, a lot of times, sometimes uh, the, 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 the titles of the are, are significant. But this is something that those of you, if you have, if you're a part of, uh, BTR community, you can read this article yourself. It's there, and this is why I put it there, uh, so it's, it's so you can all in, engage in that. And, and so, one more thing on, on that part about um, two-thirds of Africa don't have electricity. Well, some people might look at that as a bad thing, but, I mean, what was, at, what was mankind doing before electricity was discovered? You right. know what I'm saying? So, right, I, I mean, it. yeah, electricity... And that ain't a bad thing. Yeah, yeah, it ain't necessarily a, a bad thing. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I guess, oh, uh, two-thirds of people in Africa can't watch TV. Well, is that a bad thing? You know what I'm saying? Right, 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 right. Scotty, <laughs> right. I'm glad you brought up that point because think about it, Keith. So when they have a cyber attack and the power go out, guess who's still going to be living? Yeah, that's what I was going to say because those people are actually better adapted to survive. What's about to happen? They living off the land. They living off the land. Right, 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 Jesse. Keep you on it. It's kind of funny that you guys were talking about Africa so much because I I was just got done reading quite a bit about it. And there's a major call for all this investment stuff in Africa. And oftentimes, Scotty, you're right, Dave, you're right from what I'm reading because, like, what Scotty said. Africa is many, many countries. So, you know, we lump it all in one, which is totally... We just absurd. say Africa. Right. And, and, and that's why I always say the continent. And, I, and right. a lot of times I won't even say Africa. I say the continent. The continent. You're exactly right. And, but the other thing that I was reading about was, and I think I shared this with you, was we talked about their resources and stuff. And, and uh, what, the, what the guy was saying says that, well, look, he said probably what our greatest resource in the future is going to be. A population. No. He said our greatest resource water. in the future is what? Water. Water. Yeah. Water. Yeah. And uh, with that being said, you know, from the reading and stuff I was doing, the other thing that's amazing is that the, the, the population is going to migrate to Africa. You know, for a myriad of reasons. Right. You know, especially if you're talking about... Uh, and that's going to be a reason. That's why I said that one of the hidden resources is going to be the population boom that happens in, <laughs> in Africa. Because it's going to be a good and a bad. It's going to be a good, absolutely. It's going to be a good and a bad. But I, I, we're going to get into that, Keith, when we do, in, in, when we do another segment of the war. And then what's going to be up for state and how it, it all goes. So this was all part of it. Next article, this one is important. The Center for <clears throat> Microeconomics data from the Federal Reserve Bank of New York. You have to read this. Talks about, and we're going to touch this on Financial Friday, household U.S. debt. Comes straight from the Federal Reserve Bank. Check out that. The last article, this one comes from Press TV. Press TV, Putin out-prepared Trump in their first meeting, Tillerson said. No way. Right. Couldn't be. Couldn't be. That's so, funny. <laughs> so let me see that Trump. 
<laughs> what do you say, Scotty? I say that's funny. Yes. And she, his response was classic. Fluffy figured that Donald Trump was was put. Oh, excuse me. U.S. Uh, President Donald Trump was put his team at a put his team at a disadvantage by showing up less prepared to his first meeting with celebrity figurehead Russian President Vladimir Putin. Former American Secretary of, of, of State Rex Tillerson told Congress. So, lot going on there. So that's what's in the news. How you like the new format, Keith? I, I like it because I think we got some content out on the topic, most important, and then we got what's in the news in as, as well. Um, so I pretty much, but, you know, this show, it's so much that, that we could talk about. You know, the two hours isn't really, it goes by so quickly um, that, you know, it's, it's, it's just a lot of information. But everyone, please support Black Talk Radio Network. Send a donation. Please do that. So we're going to end today's show. That will be it for us in Great Creator Willing. We'll be back tomorrow. I never say goodbye. I always say see you later. Much love, much respect, and always remember, before you ask for a fortune, make sure to give one away. We'll talk to you soon. Great creator willing. Peace. Gold dinar would have had serious consequences for the world financial system, but may also have empowered the people of Africa, something black activists say the U.S. wants to avoid at all costs. We're slicing cake. We're slicing cake.